Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. I'm here with Eden, and it's Kim. Hi, Eden. Hi, Kim. How are you today? I'm awesome. Um, It's been lots of shifts lately. Everybody's talking about it. Um, Oh, my gosh. So many... And so intense. Yes, yes. Yes. Love to hear. Um, especially, I've I had a mastermind today, and there's been so many people going through intense changes. And I have several friends going through like business change, house change, boyfriend change, whatever, all in one week. Like, I mean, just the craziest stuff. Yeah. And so it's just it's kind of that time right now, going into spring, and just with what's going on in the universe astrologically and as I was told earlier today numerology too Mm. um yeah um all of it so I think that we're excited because we have a really exciting guest but before that I just wanted to shout out to all of you listening that you know give us feedback and comment on our videos we we love hearing from you and love having listeners from all over the globe and anyone interested in becoming a certified life coach, I do have that online life coach certification program and it's at kimlifecoach.com forward slash certification if you're interested in knowing more. So Eden, introduce our exciting guest. Okay. So today we're going to be talking to Brett Kenyon and, you know, he's kind of around the world right now known as I think the pool boy or pool man. If Am I correct? Which one is it? Man, pool, pool, pool man. man, he's the pool man. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're talking about the world of Vanderpump Rules, and uh, you know the the scandal that's been going on for the last few weeks. Uh, he is a friend of the cast, um, but he is also here not just to talk about all of that dirt, um, but he's also here on a personal level because he is the most like. I don't know. He's just like the the such a good guy and he's spiritual and he's learning all about his own spirituality right now. And he has a lot of really unique things that are going on uh, for himself that we're going to talk more about. I think our audience is really going to be able to relate to this. And um, he's just a good friend to me. I met him uh, when I um it was probably over a year ago now. I don't know. I feel like it's been more than that. Oh, three? Three? What? It'll be three, It'll be three years in July. Okay, you know better than I do. Okay. We have to mention that we had so we had Sheena on the show. We had Sheena, Ariana, and Kristen on the show. And then we also had Sheena and Brock on the show. And we have like 175 episodes, and those are still in the top like seven or something like that of all time. So yeah, that's yeah. how I met. That's how I met Eden through after yes. you had she, uh, Sheena on the podcast. Yeah, so Sheena introduced me to Brett, or no, I think it was actually Jamie. Yeah, introduced me. I met Jamie through Sheena. Sheena um, is one of the cast members of Vanderpump Rules, and uh, I kind of 
uh, got kind of a little bit close to her, as close as you can get. <laughs> um, but she let me do a few readings for her and, and, um, and Brett and Jamie are really good friends of hers. And, and um, I met them both through her. So, but now Brett and I have gotten closer and he, I'm helping him in a lot of ways with what he's got going on. And we're going to talk about that now. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited well, to be here. Yeah. So you had, um, he's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Huge. Yeah. Four concerts in the last seven days. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And while you were there in the, uh, this past, past weekend, um, yeah. you had a lot going on. You had a lot of spiritual yeah. stuff going on. Both, both, uh, weekends are spiritual. both weekends are pretty spiritual, but I'll start with the first weekend. Um, pretty much I drove down to Arizona and on the way there, uh, I kept seeing like 444 license plates, which I have a tattoo for for those mm -hmm. who know me. That's like my favorite angel number. And um, there was a really bad accident. It ended up taking me like 13 hours to drive down to Phoenix. So it should have been like six. And um, I don't know. I was like, whatever, I'm being guided. And my favorite song by Taylor Swift is a song called Marjorie. It's off her Evermore album. And it's about her grandmother, how she can still fear her, feel her grandmother's spirit around her even though she's passed on. And I was like, there's no chance to sing that. It's a really sad song. It's not one of her singles. And so the opening night, we don't know the set list at all. And I wore this wristband here, which is for my one of my best uh, Swifty friends who passed from suicide in 2019. Um, and I always think about, I think about a lot of family members when I hear that song, but I also think about my friend Chelsea. And um, I put in like, the address for the concert and my arrival time was 4 44 p.m i was like all right we're right on track mm -hmm. and when she she ended up playing that song marjorie and i absolutely lost it just bawled my eyes out like i could feel my friend there it still makes me really emotional um so that was weekend one i was like okay cool but weekend two was a lot more intense because it was in las vegas and just some background i lived in las vegas for a year um, from January 2017 until November 2017. So I was there for the Las Vegas shooting. I was on the strip for it. I saw it go down. Um, oh, I didn't know you were there. And yeah, saw I was there it. in the strip. I, was, I, I didn't see, I was like far enough from the festival, but I saw like people running and there was a lot of things that we won't go into. But um, right. so this show is at Vegas this weekend and I realized that I was channeling a lot of different things this weekend that, I hadn't done before. Um, so I don't know if you want me to go into that or not. So I actually was going to say, wait, let's, let's also give a little background. So I think it's, how long has it been going on that you've been having these intense dreams? Like um, I, I call them um, premonition yeah, dreams. Premonition dreams, but also, and they're not always premonition dreams, but they're also just sometimes just like extreme deja vu. Mm. or like an extreme knowing of things um since they started in august of 2020 um but that i really like the first one that i really had was like december 2020 and then i've had a, a couple like major ones but they've gotten more and more intense recently and so more consistent i think it's important to share i think the that first because also i had my own uh, experience. I think Kim, I told you about that, right? With my experience with these dreams with um, some Vanderpump 
people. Yeah. So I thought that we could start with that. And then we're going to go back back to what you were just talking about. Um, Okay. So your dreams, you were telling me a while back that um, about a story. Just tell us a little bit about that story of, you know, when you when you had one of those dreams and what happened. The first one I had was the end of 2020. And I it was like sometimes I remember my dreams and I write them down. But, you know, when you kind of wake up from a dream and you're like you remember like a little bit, but you don't remember details. And I knew that I had woken up and I was like it was a dream about being on a beach with like a bunch of gay men. And that was all I could really remember. And so that day we went to the beach with my friend and I, I, at that point I really didn't smoke weed or anything. Um, but I took one hit of his, um, his joint and all of a sudden I was just going up to people and saying things and knowing things. And I, it freaked everyone out. They like made me stop. Um, I was like, this guy's about to say this, this person's about to do this. And then they would do it. My friends thought I was playing a prank on them. Sorry, my cat. Um, and uh, I went up to this one guy, like knew where he was from and knew his job and knew his name and everything and had never met him before. And that was the first time something like that ever happened. And I really didn't know what was going on. Yeah. My friends just thought I was high, but I, I promise you I wasn't like, yeah. That was, I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. I just knew people, the people around me as if like I had lived it out already. Like I could remember what was going to happen. Because of the dream before that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this, like it was like living deja vu. Kim, have you ever had that happen? I had a dream that one of the most powerful ones that I had, and I'm sure maybe you guys have had something like this, but I dreamed that the next, it was back long ago when I was teaching special ed and I dreamed that it was graduation. I dreamed what people were wearing. And I dreamed that this woman that I knew was presenting an award and fell and hurt herself. Uh And so I kind of freaked out and I'm like, okay. And I go, and at the graduation, I start tripping out because I'm like, oh my God, the people are wearing what was in my dream. So I see her go up there and she's wearing what I saw. And the people are even expressions that I saw. It was so vivid. And I see her about to fall, like in my dream. And I said a prayer. I'm like, please, dear God, please keep her safe, you know. And someone ran up and caught her right when I did the prayer. And it prevented her from falling. Oh, and my God. I was just tripping. And it was when I was younger. So I was just really tripped out about it. So some of the things that Brett has has experienced, he's also shared with me that it scares him. Um, I can imagine as a kid, that was probably scary for you when that happened, that one dream. But um, I know I told him to make him feel better. <laughs> I used to be scared of all of the things that I had that because I, I couldn't explain it. But um, he's been hearing like like voices and <laughs> having those dreams. Um, and I, I think some of what you experienced, I keep going like back to the this past weekend for you. I promise I'll get to my story about my dreams, but you had an experience where you felt anxiety and you fought, like you were scared of that. I think you said, but then you realized that it was not your anxiety. You weren't feeling your right. own feelings. It was someone else's. So I think everyone that's listening, at least well, some people who are listening have like, they're in a similar boat where they know they have abilities, but they don't know how to utilize them. Um, and 
how to even know if it's really them that they're hearing messages or are they crazy? That's kind of like where you were at with it. And, or they, and then are they feeling other people's stuff or are they feeling their own? So Mm -hmm. what was your experience with that? Um, well, even though I still doubt myself, I know for a fact that I'm not crazy because there's so many things that like stone cold sober, I've predicted just by meditating, like things first in my family, marriages, deaths, things like that. Um, so I know that it's very real and obviously I'm a believer, but I think I just like doubt that I, I think this weekend I doubted it because it was kind of like a next level thing. So essentially what I think happened, I stayed at the Rio in Vegas and, um, which is an older hotel, but, um, I got in, I was walking down the hallway. It was a very long hallway to our room and I could just feel like energy around me. I don't know how to explain it, but just like, like people were watching me as I was walking down the hallway and I got into the room, my friend was getting ready and I was going to try and take a nap, um, before the concert and I, I couldn't get to sleep and all of a sudden, like, as I'm trying to get to sleep, I just get like this strong feeling that there's going to be like a shooting at the Taylor Swift concert. And that um, I'm seeing like these really visual, like, violent, scary things, and like, kind of like seeing things from different perspectives, which I assume was what people experienced during the shooting. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I was telling my friend about it. And she was trying to calm me down. And she was like, uh, listen, like everything's gonna be fine. Nothing's gonna happen. And um, eventually, I was like, realizing, oh, man, I think I'm actually channeling someone right now. So I went, and I like, got my notepad, and I started free writing, like Eden had taught me. And I got like a name, I got Hannah, I got 17. For some reason, I got Wisconsin, I don't really know what that means. And I got Holy Ground, which is like one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. And so I told my friend, like, I think I might be channeling someone from the shooting. I don't know if they stayed at the Rio. This is something I really want to find out. I kind of want to make a video or like try and reach out to her family. But I Googled it and there was a girl named Hannah. She was, I believe she was 35 when she passed away in the shooting. Um, She, it says in the article, she was extremely religious. She got married at age 17 and then 17 years later died, like 17 years later to the day of her wedding died at the shooting Mm -hmm. so I think that's where the 17 played um a part yeah but uh yeah the rest of the message I I was trying to figure out I think I kind of understand more about it now but um yeah that's the basis of it Mm -hmm. that that happens sometimes to people who are intuitive that go to the 9-11 site like sometimes they'll get stuff Mm -hmm. like that interesting that happened to me when I went to Dallas and um, we went to the grassy knoll where K- Kennedy got shot. And I felt it was just really like thick, intense, dark energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but I think for you, the more you do it, the more you'll, you'll be able to see the difference when it's not yours. And yeah, once I got to the other side of it, like, cause I was, I truly was so terrified and also my friend was like, well, you, you do, you do have trauma from that day because even though I wasn't at the festival, I was still on the strip and experienced some of the aftermath of it. Um, so she's like, you could have just been like processing your own trauma as well, but it didn't feel, it didn't feel like my own once I got through it. And the whole Holy ground thing, like kind of made sense now. Cause I'm like, Oh, she was, it says she was religious in the article and like 
maybe i don't know i it was it was bizarre though and i would love to know more about this hannah girl who passed in the shooting well i got a message from a taylor swift lyric pierced through the heart but never killed and it felt like she wanted me to mention like she was acknowledging someone that was with her that got shot but survived yeah there's so there's more to the story i'm sure yeah. I, I know that I experienced when when um I want to know more information, I just ask and it comes through. So you could probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I think like when Eden and I were talking and doing notes for the show, I said, I get this intuitive vision and message about Brett that you are going to later become some sort of healer or do some sort of intuitive work. And this is all, everything, even Vanderpump rules, the people, everything you're doing is part of the path because you need the wisdom for what you're stepping into. And I think that learning, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but just learning how to turn it off sometimes or not to let in anything dark is Mm -hmm. totally possible. get so scared of. I remember before I started doing intuitive work, I used to go, I never would want to do any of that because it would be too overwhelming for me. And I, that I, you know, I just say, you know, I don't want anything dark. I don't want to get intuitive messages about death. You know, that's too much for me to handle. So I don't ask for that. And I always tell people in my readings, I don't do, I don't tell you about death, you know, because I just, that's much for me. Right. Yeah, so I think he's just figuring it all out right now. Yeah, I definitely am. And it started because of the first time I ever realized, well, probably the second time was when I was with a lot of the Vanderpump people. Um, when I realized like, oh, I think I have this ability. And I kind of freaked, freaked them out. So I'm like, oh, let me turn it off. But Sheena's super into it. And obviously Jamie is. So mm-hmm. they, well, they tell. So, yeah. <laughs> you had with speaking of scandal so his first experience was with him was with tom and james yeah it was like summer 2020 we did a little shrooms which was it was my first time at that point and um obviously some people just use it to party but like for me it was extremely spiritual and um and i believe that like cybacillin and and marijuana and all that stuff um has is becoming normalized now because it heals people it helps people and it is plant medicine in my opinion um and it raises your consciousness and i think there's a reason why the government wanted it outlawed for so long because they don't want us to raise our consciousness but anyway that's another story oh yeah um, but, but that <laughs> no night, politics on this show yeah yeah that <laughs> night um <laughs> that night uh i remember like tom was saying a story from his childhood about like loving george michael and like dressing up like him as a little kid and performing and i was like that's the first time you ever said that out loud huh and he was like yeah how'd you know that i I was i said something like they told me i like just heard like a voice in my head be like and then i said i said a couple other things and they were like they literally made me stop like stop because they they were just like random things that i knew and it was freaking them out so i stopped um but i remember that night just going down a journey and calling eating the eating the next day and being like I don't know what happened if it was just the shrooms, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm like able to get messages when I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is what you told me in one of my readings, by the way. Oh, okay. You said okay. I'm able to receive high messages. Now, does that mean high oh. from above? Does that mean I have to be high to receive them? Oh, no. That's, <laughs> there's so many ways to interpret a message. <laughs> um, 
Okay. So we'll get into that, but I want to share, I think how I want to start is just like telling about my, my dreams that I had. Um, so I don't know if I should have looked back at the text messages that I was sending you. Um, but I feel like it was probably at least three, four months ago. I me too. Yeah, it was. Okay. And, um, I had a series of dreams and they were, every one of them was about Sheena. And, um, I, each time I had one, I think there were like six or seven of them. Um, each time I had one, uh, I would, I texted Brett to tell him. And I think maybe I texted you too, Kim. Um, and I remember the first one was that I was at her house and she wanted me to watch her daughter. And when I, um, when they got home, she said she came home early because she didn't trust me. And she said, I was a, a, a bad friend and I betrayed her. And I remember feeling like really terrible that she was, was mad at me. Um, and I just couldn't figure out like why I would have had a dream like that. Like, you know, it, it, it upset me kind of, but then, you know, I moved on, but then I kept having similar dreams and it went, and it went over like a span of probably a few months. Yeah. And the last one I remember having, and you know what, I should say this too. I texted Brett, like, cause I kept after like the fourth one, I'm like, this is crazy. Is there something going on? Is she okay? Um, and he's like, you know, maybe you should just text her, ask her. She's fine. If, I'll just text her and ask. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna be like, hey, Eden's having dreams about you. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up texting her and I just like, are you okay? Are you stressed out? Because each one of them, there was something wrong with her in the dream. Like she was really upset every time. Um, and she's like, No, it seems like everything's fine. I can't think of anything. So it was really nothing. Didn't seem like anything. Um, and then the last one that I had was the night before Vanderpump Rules season 10 started to air. Um, and the dream was that they, all the cast was on a stage and they were like promoting the show. Um, and there were audience members and there was some guy in the audience that said, um, that like came out with the truth. And he said that he slept with Sheena and he, they, they cheated on someone in the group. Um, and so it made me think like, oh my gosh, is she cheating? And, <laughs> but that. I didn't text her about that at all. Um, but that was like pretty much the gist of the, the dream. But I knew it, ha it had to be something with the timing because of the fact that the show started airing the next day. Um, it had to have something to do with the show. And I asked Brett and I think you, you're like, oh, that's weird. But like nothing really came of it. But then fast forward when the secret came out and then I went back to the dream. I'm like, Oh, maybe I was tr some, some energy was trying to get to me to warn me about something that was going to happen for Sheena. I don't know. That's kind of how I'm interpreting it now. Yeah. The right. dream seemed to be about betrayal. Yeah. Mm. And cheating. Right. Yeah, Raquel with the whole restraining order was a big betrayal to Sheena because they're yeah, a friend. Yeah. Right. And then she got mad at me in that first dream and said that I betrayed her. And that could have been like, I was Raquel. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people panic because they'll have a dream that they, that a loved one died or something really weird happened. And usually it's, it's being worried about something specific for that person. 
So it doesn't always mean your dreams are going to come true. Literally, there's like hidden messages in your dreams about what might happen. And sometimes it's just crazy info all skewed in your mind, you know? Yeah. But then when Brett started telling me about his dreams, the like premonition dreams, and they were real, I was like, oh, well, now that I know about the scandal, maybe mine were real too. And you had said, you told us about the one you had as a kid. So that's, I think that's what it was. So, so um, anyways, and I think Brett, what? I just wanted Brett to explain more how he's like knows the Vanderpump cast. Like, how is he involved? Oh, yeah. Um, I started working at TomTom when it first opened up in July of 2018. And then I just became friends with everyone organically just from working there. Got it. So it's been quite a while. Yeah, five years now. And now you are, work part-time for at TomTom? Yeah, I'm there on Fridays usually. Oh, very part-time now. Okay. Very yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when the scandal happened, you worked... And you, didn't you say you had customers that, like, brought it up to you? Um, yeah, there was this table that was like, <clears throat> your friend's a whore in regards to Raquel. Because some people know, like, the hardcore fans will know, like, who I am if they follow them on social media and stuff like that. Yeah, and also he is, um, it, there's a, is it a promo or pre, a, like a... Oh, the mid-season trailer. Mid, yeah, mid-season trailer that just came out, and he's in a few of the scenes. Um, and he is the pool man that's in the pool with Ariana. Um, and they're skinny dipping. But who else was in the pool? I don't know that anybody knows that part. Uh, Raquel and Tom. Sandoval. And me. And Ariana. Okay. I, 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 you'll see. I just, I just was like, let's go skinny dipping, and that's pretty much it. But... Yeah, they made it much bigger yeah. than it than yeah, it really they is. It. They edited it to make it look like. And they uh, were dipping. Dipping with Ariana. Were they, they all skinny dipping? Pardon. Were all of them skinny dipping? Yeah, I think they just had their tops off though. Oh okay. Yeah. Even end of all. I don't remember. I was high. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Mexico having fun. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll see. Um, well, let's see. This week's episodes will be at Lisa's house. And then next week, I think, is... I think next week is Sheena's wedding, maybe. Ah, week, I don't okay. know. But you'll see it soon. Got it. Can't really talk about it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, he he's signed a release. Right, right. <laughs> what were you going to say? So, oh. no, I go into like where are you at with them now like were you were you friends with Raquel and Tom and all of them before this and like where are you at now compared to what with after what happened yeah um I was friends with everyone um I was got really close with Raquel since she had left James because it felt like I had texted her I was like hey did you go through a spiritual awakening because I, I could just feel like that she went had to go through something to call off that engagement because they were together for so long and she was like yeah and so we started getting kind of spiritual I started doing like tarot cards with her and we started doing affirmations I started doing like EFT tapping with her actually like before one of the scenes that we had filmed um which you'll see I think it's like one of the last episodes she had to go talk to Katie and she was like kind of feeling anxious and I did like literally did EFT tapping with her before she went over to sit at the table so like 
I got close with Raquel on like a very spiritual level. She helped me leave a, a really kind of like emotionally abusive relationship um, with someone who was an addict and was acting similar to the way James would sometimes treat her um, when he was drinking. So, yeah. Um, you guys got close. Definitely close. For sure. Now. Pardon? How are you with Raquel now? I haven't spoken to Raquel since the restraining order. I tried to, I had reached out to her to encourage her to drop it because like it was ridiculous and just remind her what a good friend she is and how upsetting it, it is and how it's affecting all of us. But um, she responded, but I, her response wasn't what I wanted. So it's fine. Done. I was, I, listen, I keeping my distance for now and it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I want to just clarify to everyone listening who doesn't know, just in case you don't know, um, cause I've had a few people who don't watch the show kind of like talk about it and, and ask me if I know anything cause they know I watch the show. And so basically for those who don't watch the show, there's a fringe group and there was a couple of different couples in the group that have been together a long time and Raquel broke up with the guy she was engaged to James and ended up starting to cheat on on well that she wasn't really cheating but she went with Tom who was with Ariana for almost 10 years and basically screwed over friend groups like so how does that explain that yeah, Ariana, Ariana and Raquel were really good friends as well and like when Raquel left James, she didn't have an apartment. So like Sheena gave her an apartment for a couple months. And then like she was also living with Ariana and Tom in their guest bedroom for a little bit. But at the same time that she was doing that, that's when the affair started. So oh. it's a betrayal to like her her entire friend group, pretty much. Yeah. And I didn't know that part that um because the it said that she stayed they were sleeping together behind Ariana's back when she was staying at their house. Everybody always says out, you know, on the social media, they always comment like, well, why was she staying there? So now I know why she was yeah, staying she, there. She ended up finding an apartment like right before filming. Like I think her lease had started in July, but from like, uh, let's say December to, to uh, June, she needed like a sublet. And so her friends were just like, well, you can just stay at our place. Mm, okay. And I, <laughs> Okay. Some people were uh, suggesting that she was there, staying there when Ariana was, I think, out of town because her grandmother passed away. Did that happen? Uh-oh. I don't know a lot of details to be honest. I I know nothing about the affair. Like, um, the only thing I know is that I would sometimes, like, let's see, this is probably in May of last year. Um, yeah, May. I went over and she was like house sitting. They were in Vegas, I think, Ariana and Tom doing something. And like, uh, we were dog sitting. Charlotte was still alive at that point. That's Tom and Ariana, or was Ariana's dog. Um, so yeah, she did spend some time there. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think what's most shocking to everyone, cause you know, people cheat and you know, crazy stuff happens and people get forgiven. But in this case, I think what's so crazy is that they hurt so many people by doing that because it's basically like it'd be like if I 
went with my best friend's husband and I had been with this guy. And like, it's like, it's like screwing over all these people in your group that thought they knew you and trusted you. And I think that's what is so shocking to everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Brett, I imagine is you are feeling, you've got to be feeling some sense of betrayal too and hurt because you thought you knew her. It's just sad. I mean, yeah, it's just sad because like um, the friend group will never be the same. And uh, yeah, it's like, it makes me think like, okay, I felt like she was like kind of going in a good direction. And I don't know, she just got lost in the sauce. But we're mm-hmm. all human. I, I'm trying to look at it from a spiritual perspective, to be honest. Like, I think there's, like, obviously, there's, like, the whole Team Ariana. And obviously, like, yes, everyone's Team Ariana. If you're not, like, you're probably not the best person. <laughs> but as is, like, I've, I've said this on a podcast before, um, that I think, you know, we all come here to learn certain lessons. We have soul contracts and this and that. And, uh, you know, maybe that was their soul contract. And, Hopefully they grow from it and they learn and they don't make that same mistake and it sucks, but like, we're all human. We all make mistakes. This is just a really, really shitty one. So I think there has to be true remorse and apologies. And it's, it's not really clear yet if they do have true remorse, you know, and that part is, you know, you go, okay, they're human and I can, you know, later, maybe down the road, look at them like, oh, I forgive them that they just messed up really bad. But if the person isn't remorseful or just kind of whatever about what they did, then it makes you go, well, maybe I can forgive them, but not their actions. You know, I don't want to ever be involved with them because what could they do to somebody else if they don't have remorse for this? Right. Yeah. And I also, I think, I think it's funny though, that everyone is talking about Raquel and not Tom. It's very, like, misogynistic if you, like, any, I've never heard of anyone, like, saying Tom's the problem. Why is it always the woman? Like, obviously, Raquel's the problem. She fucked over her best friend and her old friend group. Like, I'm not saying she's not the problem, but, like, I feel like no one talks enough about what Tom did to someone he was with for nine years. (laughs) Like, why don't you you communicate in your relationship? Why don't you, like, talk that shit out, you know? Can I swear? I know. And and the fact that he's saying, too, that what did he say? Something like he didn't he didn't love her anyways, and he was trying to get out of it, but he couldn't with her. So he's oh, I think he said something about that was very gaslighting or something. This is all obviously only on social media. We don't know exactly what went on in their conversations. Uh But but yeah, obviously he is in the wrong. And you're right about that. We haven't really focused on him or not just us, but a lot of outlets are just not, they're just all really getting, ganging up on her and on Raquel. I think they both equally have a part though. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. But I'm just saying feminism now. Okay. Like um, the man's fault too. He was in a relationship. Um, And then you, there was a scene in, um, the trailer showing you were fighting with Schwartz. But we're going to stop right there because he's going to answer that in part two of our episode coming out next week, where we will answer that question, ask him some more questions about what's going on with the show and find out more about Brett's psychic dreams. So we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you everybody for listening. Bye.
Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.